What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast, the premier podcast for single player gamers to find out about the good single player games to play. And you know, deep dive into some upcoming games that you should definitely have on your radar. Now, this episode is about the latter because I want to introduce you, if you haven't already heard, to a game that you should definitely have on your radar, especially if you like visual novel games. But enough about me gabbing because we got two special guests with us today. You know, my guests are from Misty Mountain Studios. We got Jenny and Maori here with me today. How are y'all doing? Uh, thank you for having us. Hello, everyone. We're Jenny and Mari. We're the developers of uh, Death Trick Double Blind. I'm Mari. I do the writing. I do a little bit of the programming. And this is Jenny. I do everything art and visual, like videos, animations, and all the art. UI. Everything. The UI, yeah, everything, basically, yeah. I love it. I love it. So, you know, outside of that intro of, of you know the responsibilities for the project let the audience get to know you a little bit what what do you like doing for fun outside of working on this wonderful game um jenny likes indie movies <laughs> uh, yeah yeah not ad- like anything unpopular i will okay it, uh and uh, i like uh, indie games i i, I like the regular popular movies <laughs> yeah she's oh, the opposite of me like anything like with big ips like oh big that, not everything not, not, yeah I don't know. We both really enjoy detective scenes, but Jenny likes more on um, detective novels and movies, and yeah. I I play a little bit more detective games. Okay. Uh, that's why we're developing a detective game. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, you know, before we dive into your game, we always have an icebreaker question for first-time people on the podcast, and that is, if Kirby absorbed you, what kind of powers would it get? Jenny, I want to start with you. What kind of powers would it get? Well, what kind of power? I, I think I... I get good in drawing and painting. So I think she must, like, Kirby must have that kind of ability. Maybe I could draw a portal or something. I could draw something like it would turn oh, like, real. Like, and then like it can plus portal the game. Yeah, because I just watched Dungeons and Dragons yesterday, <laughs> last night, and they had this portal thing mm-hmm. I really like. So, so I was thinking thinking about it a lot. It's really convenient. Yeah, I, I love like that. Kind of yeah. That'd be a fun game design, just Kirby making portals and such like that, and then you oh, go behind people. We already people. had portal games, so it's, yeah. it can be a little bit of an issue if I do it again. If Kirby can also eat portals. Yeah. Oh, eat portals. Like, like yeah. destroy it? Yeah, just mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe poor like Kirby can suck up a portal and then like spit it at people and they get teleported to different parts of the oh. map and such. Wow. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good yeah, I love this. I love this. Maru, what about you? If Kirby absorbed you, what um, kind of powers would it get? My issue is I already have the same superpower as Kirby. I'm really good at eating. So, oh, I love uh, it. So I guess Kirby got nothing for <laughs> Or it's just double eating power. Double eating power. I like that. I like that. All right. So let's get down to business to the topic of the show. And that is double tr- death trick double bind i love the title of this game so for the people who don't know about this game can you introduce the audience to it um yeah so death trick double blind is a detective game set in a vintage like 1950s american circus so um at the start of the ga- this game you know what you know is that the star magician of the circus has disappeared 
So um, the player will play as two different characters. So they sort of inhabit two perspectives. Uh, one is the perspective of a magician who has come to replace the missing magician. And the other one is a private investigator that's been hired by the circuit boss to investigate the disappearance. So you switch back and forth between these two characters and they have kind of different roles and different uh, places they can access. Uh, you kind of have to piece things together to uh, unravel the case. I love this. I love this. When I saw the trailer, I, I really liked a lot of aspects about it, like the art style. I love a good mystery myself, especially in a game. And I'm also really big into visual novels. So that was one of the things to where I'm like, oh, this is just ticking off several different boxes. I want to ask you, though, like how what was the inspiration behind this game? Like what's the origin story behind the two of you wanted to create this game? Um, yes, me and Jenny, actually, we know each other for more than 10 years. No, we were high school uh, friends. So um, it's it's kind of a bit of a coincidence and a bit of me dragging Jenny into this. Uh, when we graduated and started looking for a job and I applied to this indie studio and I was like, oh, they're looking for artists too. So I uh, asked Jenny and we started working in Miss Simona studio and we developed another game first called uh, The Rewinder. It's a kind of point and click Chinese mythology game. Um, and after The Rewinder was draft, uh, we always said we wanted to work on a project together. Um, and kind of be able to steer the ship ourselves. Um, so we, we really kind of knew we wanted to make a detective game because it's a genre that both of us enjoy. Um, and we we just went to brainstorming and we came up with the idea that we were really happy with. And we saw Circus was a great setting for it because of... Uh, because it's... People can have different characters. Yeah. Characteristics. And then it's really fun to do the art too because it's like... A lot of patterns, a lot of colors. Yeah, and yeah, America because it's like basically um, the environment is where the circus start to like rise. But like yeah, we said it in bad times specifically because it's kind of the um the sunset of the circus industry, yeah. and we found that really interesting as well. Um, so yeah, we pieced things together and then started working on this game. I love that. I love that. We're going to get into some circus theme questions towards the end of the show, because like I, I want to see how much like homework you did about the circus that I love. Oh, that. Oh, I, just, I, <laughs> I love that. Oh, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But, you know, I really want to dive into more things about this game, you know, so it is a visual novel game. Um, it, and this is quite different than the point and click, but it has some similarities there. Like with a visual novel game, stories are very important. Like how is it? Yeah. How has it been with writing the story of this game? Uh, well, the main thing we wanted um, to do with Central Double Line is that we want to make it. I know it's a bit of a tongue twister, even I have a problem. <laughs> I'll pronounce it. Um, one thing we wanted to do with it is that we want to make it non-linear. So our previous game, uh, The Reminder, is mostly very linear. Like you go through chapter by chapter, um, and that's pretty much it. But uh, for for District Double Blind, we really wanted to make something that's um, like kind of solve the case at your own pace. Uh, I I'm very familiar with a lot of um, old school like detective games. I'm a big fan of Ace Attorney, uh, and that is mostly very linear as well. So we thought it would be interesting to have this um, take where 
you can kind of the game doesn't stop you at any point and say, okay, have you figured it out yet? Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of uh, you can you can ask any question that you want. You can point out any contradiction at any point to any character. So um, it's a bit of a challenge that I didn't realize how challenging it was going to be at the beginning of this concept. But now we're like deep in it. So it's kind of too late to stop now. Uh, it's it's a lot of writing because um, the idea for the game is that there's a lot of different informational objects. Just like it's attorney, you have a lot of pieces of evidence. But for us, it's information and gossip as well. So you can present that to any character and they will pretty much always have a unique response, which means a lot of uh, a lot of words, basically. So, um, so this game is a lot, uh, a lot more text-heavy than our previous projects, obviously. Uh, and that was a bit of a challenge. Um, but I think I think it works really well, and I think it's very rewarding to always be getting a different answer, even though you, you might ask a question that's not case-related, they will still tell you something interesting about the character or about the world. Um, and I think as a player, I would enjoy that. So I hope there are people like me who would uh, enjoy this sort of gameplay. I love that. I love that. When you were going through that answer just now, um, I, you know, and talking about the Ace Attorney series, and I could see some of those vibes there. But like, it yeah. seems like you you made like a lot of um, a lot of like care and nuance to make this your own original thing, and I love that. Um, one of the things that you know when you were talking about Ace Attorney, it's like I can, uh, you know, like I know it's not happening in this game, but I can easily see a character yelling objection, you know, like it's <laughs> in this type of game. Is, you know, there is a contradiction, not a yeah. oh, there is objection. Yeah, yeah, we do all the animation for it. Oh, that's not, amazing! Not character animation, but like there is the animation UI for uh, it when you succeeded in contradicting. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. So, you um, like how many? How much has the Ace Attorney series like meant to you? Um, when you talk about like playing other detective games. Yeah, I I played it. I think when I was in high school, like when yeah, I watched her play. Like it was on the full, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a. I, I don't even know if that's an official port, <laughs> but at the time, it's that's a lot of uh, going around. Uh, I obviously we don't support that. It's just when I was in high school, I I had no idea what's going on. Was like gaming or whatever. I get um, it completely. I get yeah, it. Yeah. So um, I was playing it in math class, I'm pretty sure. And Jenny was sitting next to me. And both of us were not learning math. <laughs> That's why we don't do any programming. That's why mm -hmm. we... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we just listen more in math, maybe we'll be better at programming. I um, love but, it. But yeah, so that, that was like the kind of the grandfather of all detective games mm -hmm. ideas, especially like indie detective games. Uh, and I think there, uh, the Isolators took uh, a lot of inspiration from like Japanese um, detective novels as well. So like that's something uh, Jenny enjoys a lot. And I, I read some occasionally. Yeah, so um, I think it was kind of a model for us to work from, but obviously we wanted um, something different, like for example, the non-linearity. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think in general, um, we, our game just turned out a little more grounded than the Ace Attorney series. Their, their characters are very, like, uh, very strong, very dramatic, 
very like weird people and we mm-hmm. love that when we're playing it uh it's kind of a different vibe for us to write because um we wanted something a little bit more grounded so like nothing uh i don't know how much is that really spoilers i want to put <laughs> uh, nothing like interrogating a parrot in court is going to happen that's exactly <laughs> the part i was thinking about too with ace yeah. i was like yeah yeah um so so i think in general it's a it's a great like game and great structure for us to work from and we look at that and kind of think about what we want to take from it and where we want to deviate um but we love yeah the asymmetric games are great we also um i don't know if you can tell dance trick double blind the the name it's actually inspired by another work of shutakumi called ghost trick uh phantom detective mm-hmm. which has just gotten a new port to steam which i'm very very excited about so a uh, ghost trick is also a game that I really, really liked. And when we were trying to come up with an English name for Death Trick Double Blind, uh, we, we knew we wanted Double Blind in it. And mm-hmm. we knew we wanted something trick related because it's both a, a word for murder and a word for a circus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cool. so, so we looked at uh, Ghost Trick and we thought, oh, that's a really good structure, like two words, two words. So I love that's that. where that came from. I love that. I love that. What is a uh, Chinese pronunciation of uh, this name? I know you said you that you kind of like, you know, were thinking of what the English pronunciation is. I'm curious. What's yeah, we Chinese came up with the Chinese name first. It's called Chuomanbas, which just means double blind trick. So we try to just rearrange the words a little bit because we thought the double blind trick doesn't sound good, <laughs> like pacing wise, just the mm-hmm. pronunciation. So yeah, I love it. I love that. So I want to talk about some of the details of of this game. Mm-hmm. So how long do you estimate this game will take to complete since there's so many different narrative structures? Yeah, um, because it's not linear, it's a little mm-hmm. tricky to estimate because it depends a lot on what kind of stories you stumble upon. And uh, but in general, I think depending on your reading speed, it should be from six to eight hours uh and we're not extremely sure yet because uh we're just about to go go do like a full round through tomorrow and we will <laughs> see then uh, how long it will take us yeah okay okay i you know for like that's that's a sweet spot to me i love like any any type of story i can absorb for like that eight hour mark i'm, I'm all right there for it so everything you're saying right now is just ticking off more and more yeah, of my if boxes you do a marathon on like who can say you should get death row in one day that's, oh man that's that's what we're aiming for i'm excited i'm definitely excited to check it out but i, I really want to know like how many people have you tested this out with and what's been the reception of this game been like so far oh uh, yeah we actually haven't given the full game to anyone besides the of us yet because mm-hmm. we're uh the structure is a little tricky to test we, because we can't do it chapter by chapter we have to be pretty much done with the whole thing uh, before we're ready to test it especially because it's a detective game so we want people to get to the ending and understand what's going on um but before that we have uh we had a demo up on steam for ludo narica uh, which is like a narrative game festival and we tested it with um internal like some sense in our community as well and uh they loved it a lot of them yeah, also happens to be uh it's a 3d fans. i guess there's a really good there's a reason for that um but i think people already enjoyed the um 
the non-linear idea. Uh, the demo was just supposed to be like 50 to 60 minutes long for one walkthrough, but a lot of them went back and uh, saved and loaded and tried <laughs> all the dialogue options and asked every single thing to every, everyone. And they came back and complained to me that the demo was too short. I was like, you played for three to four hours. How long do you want it to be? Um, yeah, so I don't think that's a sign that they enjoy this. I think that is. I think that is. When some when someone plays a game and keeps coming back for more, I think you've made something very special. And you know, like the, you mentioned it earlier, like people love Ace Attorney, and and this is like it's one of those type of games to where we don't really see a whole lot of games like this. Like it feels like that almost like visual novel like mystery games is very much missing in the marketplace. So I think you have something special here. I think people are really gonna once they try it out are really gonna gravitate and love this. I I really hope so. As a as a long-time Ace Attorney fan, like the first uh, the first moment someone hears Ace Attorney said like detective Dan said it, so here's their response would be oh oh because everyone hated the Ace Attorney like circus kids. Yeah. Um, but uh, I hope I know I promise no uh no monkeys. That's that. not like, no spiders, no spiders. No, uh, yeah, no, no monkeys, no elephants, um, no nothing or anything like that, huh? Oh, yeah, there is an elephant, it's a circus. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but yeah, but there are no action. No animal action. Okay, I got you, I got you. I got you, I got you. So, you know, tell me a little about the characters in this game. Um, This is obviously, like, such a character-rich game as well. Like, can you tell us a little bit about the main character? Yeah, so the main character are the two player characters, the magician and the detective. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, as with like a lot of detective games, I, we don't really see the player characters as the star uh, because they're kind of the, the ones that bear the narrative. Of course, there are like backstories and their, um, their personalities. But I think um, the stars of this show, <laughs> pun intended, I guess, <laughs> are, are the, the characters in the circus. Mm -hmm. um, and when we were trying to come up with the characters, it's kind of easy. The setting is easy for us because we just think, oh, what acts do we want to have? And then um, deduce it back to the characters. So there's the circus boss uh, and there are a lot of different acts. So, right? so there's a puppeteer, there is a magician who is missing. Um, and there's a like fire dancer, like fire eater, uh, there's a like tightrope worker, uh, walker, acrobat, um, there's, there's a mechanic, um, there's a clown, obviously. <laughs> um, so so it's kind of uh, the cast characters, we began by thinking about what they do in the circus and then um, we kind of start the character design and uh, pinning down their personalities and their like interpersonal relationships. Um, so like maybe some two characters will have this like animosity, they're like nemesis. Um, and maybe these two characters are kind of like family. They, there's one character in our circus, um, the fire dancer who has adopted a younger sister. Um, and the younger sister is the, uh, acrobat, the, the acrobat. So we wanted, because I think the circus is such a great setting for detective games as well, because a lot of detective books have um, like a shelter like in a house or in an isolated island um, mm -hmm. because then you will be able to focus on really narrow cast of characters that are both the main characters and the suspects. Um, 
So we, it's like a small community. So everyone knows everyone else's secrets, and we feel like it's a really fun place to like play with. I, I get that vibe completely. Um, you know, I want to switch gears here. I like one of the things that really stood out to me is the art style. I like tell me about what the process of like how it's been creating this beautiful art style where the characters are so detailed and colorful. Uh, it was yeah, it was really fun to do all the characters at the beginning, and the pre-production part is really I really enjoy it. So for the characters, I, what I do is I do. Uh, like 10 to 15 silhouettes for each character. So no details, no face uh, characteristics, and just like black silhouettes, and then try to get the grist of like uh, the feelings, the characteristic of the, uh, of the person. So each person like 15 silhouette poses, and then it will be like about hundreds of silhouettes to be chosen. And then I handed them to Mary and then say, oh, like, which one do you yeah. like the most? It's so funny. We always pick yeah. the same one. Yeah. Like, just one. It's so weird because out of 15 silhouettes for one character, we always pick the same one. And it's, it's just like we have a sense for the character. Yeah. So we like the same character. Uh, we like the same uh, silhouette. And then I go dive in deeper um, to do the details, to do the color and like the color uh, palettes and also the, uh, the costume. I really like designing costume because like, um, I feel like even though I, I think it's not real, not like a re really realistic uh, approach to design the character because I know in 1950s, it won't be a lot of like a nice, fancy uh, clothes or costume for those like moving traveling circus to people to wear. But I, I still like go a little bit like unrealistic parts. Mm -hmm. So I designed like really fancy clothes for them uh, just to make people to get a sense of like what they do and then what they're also like what their personality is with yeah. those costumes. Um, so yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, you know, you did kind of like have that balance of what you, you were talking about there of like having these extraordinary looking suits, especially with, um, I believe the character's name is Jan, who uh, is like, oh, yeah. like, yeah, very colorful. The feathers, right? The little yeah. Yeah. Very colorful, very bright colors. And then like, and on the contrast, you have the detective who has like the, almost like the classic Sherlock Holmes kind of look to yeah. it, you know? So I, yeah. I love the, the, I love, the yeah, it is, it is. So I love the, the contrast between the, the realistic and then the circus, like extraordinary color colors that you bring to light here. I'm, I want to ask you though, like, um, we talked a little about the game. I want you to give me your pitch. Who do you think this game is for? What kind of people should definitely check this one out? Uh, obviously I think it's a teddy drawers. Uh, mm -hmm. I think people who like mystery in general but i also think um even if you may not be a big mystery enjoyer if you like um i think slides of life are a little bit of a, a slower paced stories i think you might also enjoy some aspects of uh Destry double blind um i think uh if you like character stories getting to know the characters uh if you like non-linearity um i think you will really enjoy this game um like i i am a big fan of a lot of different genres of uh, detective games um there is no baiting in this song <laughs> but uh, 
But uh, I think if you like um, the, this newer, I think, genre of uh, visual novels like uh, VA, Eleven, Hall A, um, or um, Copy Talk, there's a Love lot of it. like chatting mm -hmm. type games now, I think. I think there's some aspects to Dash Double Blind that's also really similar to this type of game because you practically chat with the character about everything. Uh, you are also trying to, you know, solve a case in the process, but um, I think there is a lot of like character details about the world as well, about circuses. Uh, so, so yeah, the, these two type of players, I hope, will both enjoy. Yeah, we were talking that like at the um, end of the game, we do like a song series for each characters to tell their like and um, after stories after this case is solved. And That's I was cool. like, um, yeah, I was like. Oh, I feel like I'm friend, already friends with them. And then when I do their CG, like do their, um, the, the actor story, I was like, oh, that's like revisiting a friend after like yeah. years. So, so yeah. So that's um, like how I see this story. It's not only like about the murder case, but also like getting know, to know their characters and their like, um, inner, um, secrets or inner stories. Yeah. I love that. You, the two of you make a really good point about like the the wave of chatty games lately. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, um, and you bring up another game that I fell in love with earlier this year, and that was Coffee Talk Two. And, you know, I loved love being able to talk to those characters and really get to know them. And they really felt like people. Like at the end of the day, they felt like people and friends yeah. that I I bonded with and actually had these genuine conversations with. And it looks like you know, Dev Trick Double Blind, Double Blind blind is doing the exact same thing you're right it's a tongue twister it really is death trick double blind okay we got it people we got yeah. it so all right so it's yeah it's so tough looking yeah it is it really is it really is so yeah it's one of those things to where i i i look forward to actually getting in here and learning about each character and why and how they ended up like in this predicament who is actually you know like the suspects uh learning about the suspects learning about the culprit i am i'm excited i really am um i want to ask you before we get to our final segment uh, segment of the show this game is you know launching on pc right what other like, yeah is this uh, specifically on Steam or is it also on Itch? Where where can people find it and wishlist it? Oh, uh, we will we it will be on, it's already on Steam. <laughs> uh, you can wishlist it at our Steam store page. Um, we will probably put it up on Itch, um, because I I am Itch player. I love uh, Itch.io. It's a great website. Um, and we're in uh, talking with our publisher on your doctrine about doing a Switch port because I believe it will be a really great game for uh, Switch players. Um, so that's the uh, current platforms that are in our plans. And we will see after we launch if we have resources or um, time to do like other platforms. I love it. I love it. I think you have the right mindset there. I think this is a perfect Switch portable on the go type game as well. So I'd love to play it on that platform. I do got to ask, you know, like, because my, my, like, followers and listeners always ask the question at when i have these episodes is this going to be playable on the steam deck uh yes i believe so okay. we are still working on it but we <laughs> really really hope to get it all right that's what i love to hear you know like i i, I kid you not after every ep episode i always have like at least three people hit me up and go like hey is this steam deck compatible is this going to be working on my steam deck like yeah, I, I think this is the perfect, like, portable game. Yeah, I think it's really fun to play, like, 
a lot of narrative games or handheld devices because then you can play on your bed or uh, mm -hmm. on your work to a uh, way to work. So um, I really hope like people can get to experience it like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, in a way like I think a lot of people started off with playing games like Persona and such like that, you know, like on the handheld and and so. Oh, are you a Persona fan? Yeah, I would say uh, I, I, I've dumped uh, about 90 hours into Persona 5. Uh, I'm go. still not done yet, but um, almost there, almost there. Almost I'm there. in the last dungeon. Oh, which, what platform are you playing Persona 5 on? Uh, I'm playing on PC because it's on Game Pass, which yes. Xbox. Yes. So. I love it. I love it. You know, you know, I'm going to have to ask you some persona questions before we leave. But before we go, I do have three major last questions. They're going to be three major last final topics of the show. My first one is thank you all so much for being on the show. And are you ready is the question because it is time. It is not time for our Pro Trivia portion of the show because we're switching it up. We're switching it up, everybody. We're going to do zany questions where we ask our guests some crazy questions, and we're just gonna we're gonna fill them out. We're gonna see if they are crazy, or if they're zany, or if they are just overall just dope people. So here we go. Are y'all ready? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. Well, you are creating a circus game. What is your favorite things to eat at the circus? Oh, we um, we have a scene at the circus where uh, there are people selling some food. There's popcorn, uh, salted popcorn, and uh, caramel popcorn. Uh, and there is a bit of a story in which you can get a piece of lemon pie. Oh, and yeah. it plays a role in the story. It's a really important lemon pie. A lemon yeah. pie. I love it. Yeah, and there are uh, candied apples, uh, okay. which I think are too sweet, but I guess Americans enjoy. Um, um, well, what else? Um, we actually, I, I did a bit of research on how they eat at the circus, and apparently it's a feast that they have, like, posture, they have, like, a professional kitchen um, okay. to, like, cater to all the... Um, all the circus members, but unfortunately, we don't have that in the game. And if I remember right, uh, we do have a set of CGs of people having dinner together, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Working on it. Working on it. Working on it. I love it. I love it. I want to so, think about the food, what they eat. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah. I love that. I love that. So, what's what's the two of you? What's your favorite food at the circus? Oh, I have never been to the circus. I don't have that to like what? So, I was young. I don't know. Well, actually, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's interesting because when we were working on the game, I was doing a little bit of research and uh, we were reading that I was reading this article about uh, how Ringling Circus closed down in like 20 something, 2019, 2018. And mm -hmm. I sent this article to uh, Jenny because there were some nice photos in there that can be referenced. And Jenny was like, oh, they were just performing like next to my school while I was in Rhode Island. Yeah, it was in Providence, like their last performance. It was in Providence. And I remember because I, I, it was really close to my school. It was in Dunkin' Donuts Center. Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts that's, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, wow, that was just next to me. But I didn't know anything. But you know, like how, how interesting where it, like, it's all fit. The, it's fit. All the paths leads to the circus thing. It does. 
It does. So, uh, I mean, have you tried any circus food like popcorn or, you know, like... I mean, we have popcorn where we cook Yeah. 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 I, I will. Yeah. And, and I love, like, those caramel things that they sell oh, and some... Oh, popcorn. no. Oh, just... I, oh, I like the regular popcorn. What What do they have in circus? Like, do they have uh, churros? I really love churros. Churros are good. Churros are good. Yeah. We um. So at the circuses where I've been to um, around the Texas area, it's like they have uh, funnel cakes. Have you seen the the funnel oh. cakes associated with that? Oh. Yeah. So they have funnel cakes. They have um, churros. Yeah, it's very sweet. All of it's very sweet. It's either sweet or fried. There's no in-between. Yeah, 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 yeah. No in-between. That's the sweet spot. Sweet and fried. Sweet and fried. I like the way you're thinking there. Um, I guess, yeah, the ones they have a lot of children, like, Mm-hmm. Like looking around me, it's okay. So the sweet, the sweet things, it's what they love. Yeah. Uh, I also love them. It's not good for children. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna ask you a series of questions of food related questions, and I'm gonna ask, would you try okay. it? Would you try it out? All right. So this is fried watermelon. No, 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 no. Like, is that possible? If is that even possible? Like, watermelon is pretty much just water. So, like, fried watermelon is the same thing as, like, banana juice. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's yeah. It's impossible. It's impossible. I love the way you're thinking. I love the way you're thinking. I, you know, the crazy thing is they do have fried watermelon at the circuit. Okay. Well, yeah. Do, did, like, how do you fry it? Do you dip it in flour? Yeah, I think you dip it in like batter. I think they have like a batter uh, sort of thing. I will will try it once. You try once. There's a second time. All right, all right. So in in like the chat right here, I I put a picture of it, and you can kind of see what fried watermelon looks like. It's loading. It's loading. Okay. I mean, just look fried. So like, yeah, it doesn't look like watermelon. It looks like fried potato or something. It does kind of. Here's a better picture. Um, so for our viewing audience, like okay, um, that does audience. not look good. No, <laughs> no, it is. It's absolutely crazy. So it's fried watermelon. It is basically like they take the whole thing, they put it in. They have like this batter that they have, and they kind of like put it in the batter, and then they basically put it in the like the grease and such, and let it fry around the melon. I guess you really can fry everything. Yeah, yeah, like here, and it gets crazier. All right, so I that was just the first <laughs> one. Would you eat fried ice cream? Oh, oh I we have we have that. Yeah, yeah. We, okay. We do try that. We know it's great. Yeah, it's also it's good. Is it's it good for real? I've never tried it. It's really good. It's kind of way bite into it. It's crunchy. And a little bit hot on the outside, and then the ice cream kicks in, and it's like chewy. It's called sweet. It's really good. And okay. like when they serve it really, really fresh, you want to bite into it. There's still like ice chips in the middle of the ice cream. Huh. Um, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we love it. Okay, I like that. I like that. All right. So, would you eat fried pickles? I what I I did. I had and I love it. Yeah, you love no, it. I don't no, know. Yeah, and I. I like pickles. I like pickles. And also fried pickles is good. Yeah. Okay. Fried pickles good. All right. Um, and with salsa on it and the crunchy outside, I, I think it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Would you eat a fried, fried, here we go, apple pie? Fried apple I What? 
It's, it, it's too sweet. I think apple pie overall is too sweet for me. I, I don't like I love apple pie, but like, it's yeah. already, it already has a layer of. It's just an extra layer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So the I, next I, one. I will try it one. Okay. It You're... will taste good. I, I think while like grease of flour and sweet, like anything sugar will taste sugar. good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, how about okay. this one? Smoothie. Fried green Smoothie. tomatoes. Oh, I don't, I already don't like green tomatoes. So I don't either. Tough sell. I I like green tomatoes, but fried. I think it it, it goes to the opposite way of like why I enjoy tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, fresh and it's really refreshing. What's the target audience of fried green tomatoes? Yeah, I have no like, idea. <laughs> yeah, fried oil ruined it. So I don't. Think, yeah, no, maybe not on that one. Okay, maybe no on that one. All right, so here is another one. Um, this one's uh, another weird one. It is a, a a thing called the holy biscuit. It is a biscuit that is basically it has brisket on the inside, and I want to get your your take on this. So for the audio listeners, this the, the holy brisket is described as a golden brown biscuit that is filled and piled with shredded brisket and roasted street corn it has texas honey drizzled on top of it and it has uh, like a crispy pickled french fries that is also inside with bacon so i'm already going to love it yeah you're gonna love it 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 sounds good it sounds good it's a good combination yeah it's it's like a sandwich but with biscuits at the end and Mm -hmm. like only meat and fried food on the inside which is not just what i eat yeah we're about to have mcdonald's after this so um okay that's yeah like how can something with this much grease and this much <laughs> like sugar not be good so yeah i think it will be good yeah but it's it. a little bit like it's like how do you i, I feel like this year, everything's not going out. So yeah, everything's going out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, so this is probably our last one, and it's probably the wildest one. And it this is a Texas delicacy, and it's called fried beer. It is fried beer. Yeah. So how they how do you fry a liquid like that? That is a very good question. Okay, so even alcohol can be fried when it's pocketed in pretzel dough. So evidently oh. they put it in, they like, they like put the liquid in a pretzel dough and then fry the pretzel and then you can basically eat it like that. Hmm. Um, what's What's the your, salt on it? Is that yellow mustard? Yeah, it, it looks like it's like, um, almost the pretzel salt. Like, you know, like. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I know beer can be good in like some food. My mom puts beer in like. When she's cooking in like meatloaf or stuff, and it makes it taste like smell really good and t- mm-hmm. really tasty, but you have to cook the alcohol out. Um, but I'm not gonna try that. I'm so not no, either. Not- <laughs> I would like to try that because I'm really curious about the the, the flavor of it. Okay. I, like, I I cannot imagine. That's the thing I cannot imagine. Like, among all these, <laughs> yeah. Like, is that like is the outside soft or crunchy? It's, from my understanding, the outside, it has a little bit of a crunch to it. It's almost like French fry. It's almost like eating a French fry, but oh. there's like almost 
the a beer kind and of when you buy it from the inside it's still liquid I, I, from my so understanding it falls out no nah, no nah, i think it's like i think it like basically like absorbs into the breaded part around oh, it. Oh, I saw it's like soup dumplings. Have you had soup dumplings? I've I've I had a friend that ordered soup dumplings. I've never had it personally though. Yeah, but I've seen you it. Take the soup first and then you have the dumplings. Oh, uh, but the soup is inside the dumplings. So I saw it's kind of like that. Oh, that's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. You know, I'm I'm diving into a whole bunch of different like there is a site that has a whole bunch of like different um states here in the United States like they're they're like best fried food as far as like the fair food and it is it gets absolutely crazy what we eat over here by the way absolutely crazy yeah just fry everything yeah that's exactly right it is exactly right there's um there's fried mashed potatoes there's fried pepsi like the drink pepsi oh well, yeah fried I pepsi and there's this thing um over here called kangaroo speedies in new york it is basically like mm -hmm. a it's like a Italian meatball, like that is basically fried as well. It, it's that would be it, good. That would... I think so too. I'd try that one. I'd actually try that uh -huh. one. All right, so we're we're diving into the weeds here. I want to ask you before we go though, like a, a couple of questions about the game. Here is my main question: Out of all the things that you can do, like that you see and do in the game. If if this was real life, what would be your favorite aspect about it? Like, what would you actually like? If you got to go to this circus, what would be some of the things you do? You got to do at this circus. Oh, um, you know what? The thing that I most like doing uh, is mm. not like circus specific, but I have always wondered what would happen if I was actually tasked to solve a murder case. That uh, it's never gonna happen, and that's a good thing. But um, I'm really curious because we're kind of like. Um, we're keyboard detectives, so we like <laughs> we think we can do detectiving, but mm -hmm. um, maybe probably not actually. Um, but yeah, I've always wondered what's going to happen to like a regular normal person when when they're asked to solve like an actual crime. Um, so that that's something I would like to try in like safe circumstances, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's never gonna happen. I, I would just have to enjoy like solving murders that I design. <laughs> I love it. Get the uh, trench coat. Oh, I already have one. Okay, so you can wear the trench coat while you're trying to solve this murder. That That's nice. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready on all aspects. And that is so nice. All right, so my second major last question for y'all is, you know, if you can recommend one other game to, to like one apiece, which game would you recommend that people check out? Do you have a recommendation? Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. I just, I just recommended Stardew Valley to uh, Jenny, and she's going crazy. I'm going crazy for it. I, I'm uh, not a game person, so so I don't do. I I usually don't play a lot of games at my spare time. But Stardew Valley, like every day after work, I just like. Play she's out. trying to marry Shane. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying my best to marry Shane, but I. I'm not a very good farmer, so I don't earn enough money to buy the presents. So. Yeah, I'm like a capitalist in Saudi Arabia already. Like, I have like 70k every day. But Jenny is kind of like, how do I get 10k to upgrade my house? And I was like, just... Yeah, just, I, I, I did a lot of work for that. I spent like a whole month for that. That is absolutely crazy, because like... You know, you normally don't like popular things, and you and you are really loving the most yeah. popular indie game on the face of the planet, probably. 
at the moment. It was so good. I was like, uh, I was still suspicious when I tried it first. And I was like, oh, yeah, so it's like, I don't like doing farming. It's kind of working, <laughs> but I'm playing a game. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, it's, how do I earn so more money? Fun. There are so many things going on in the, in the <laughs> town. And, and I, can, I can farm, I can go mining, and I can also go fishing, and I can marry somebody. Like, so, single game is so much fun. Yeah, I will recommend uh, Ghost Trick. Uh, okay. Go to the new port to PC. Uh, I think they're porting the, the other, the Ace Attorney. Uh, I, I think it's the, yeah, yeah, yeah it's I'm called. very excited. Yeah, yeah so bo- they will have something new for us. Uh, I'm so ready. I'm ready for a new Ace Attorney, but you know, that's two good recommendations there. We got our two good recommendations there. We have, you know, the Ghost Trick series, we have Ace Attorney, and we have Stardew Valley. So, three recommendations overall to everyone go check those out if you haven't already, especially if you want to get warmed up warmed up for death trick double blind and, and you know if you want to get all those the warmed up and and figure out those detective juices get those juices flowing definitely go check those out but i digress i said we had three last questions we've reached our third one and our third last final question is where can the good people find you uh well our game is on steam you can go wish it's there right now and uh you will receive an notification when uh you might even buy it and play it Oh, mm-hmm. uh, we're already we're still on Twitter right now. Although I don't know how long that's gonna last. <laughs> uh, uh, we, uh, we, I think we probably will check out thread if um if this Twitter thing doesn't work. <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a weird time for um for promoting games on social media right now. It really uh, is. We have a YouTube channel. You can see our Twitter there, and uh, we will probably post a little bit more as we. Uh, yeah, all right so everyone definitely go search that out but you really don't have to because in this description of the episode all the links will be av- made available so right after you listen to it you can just go down hit that steam button hit that steam link and go subscribe and wishlist to this game you definitely want to especially if you're a fan of mystery games and visual novel games and it would really mean a lot to our guests so definitely go check that out but without further ado you know jenny mari it's been really fun this is almost all the time we have left for this episode my last major question for you though before we go is you know you've been amazing guest you've been so much fun i i'd love to have you back as soon as the game comes out we can talk about all the the celebrations that you did when this game comes out but my final question is you know what fun things are you doing on the side when you're not developing this game like how are you staying sane? Um, I, I, I just go. Um, so we we are based in Shanghai, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of like uh, live performances and also like a lot of things going on. So I actually go yeah watch movie or watch musicals. And recently I'm into hitting the gym just to <laughs> work out. Jen oh, yeah. is an uh, outdoor. Yeah, I'm an outdoor. And I'm an indoor yeah. chat. I just <laughs> stay at home and turn video games for the most for the most part. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and for the people listening, they, they are not kidding around. They have a Hades and a Stardew Valley poster right behind them. You know, we so also you, have um, Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Um, I see it. 
Okay, you know, we're the water test, like, why? Oh, the Mount Kentucky Road Zero. And that's a sound poster for um, fire ambulance houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so also some movie posters, yeah. Yeah, not kidding around. She listed out some of my favorite games of all time. If you've been listening to the show, you know I love me some Hades and I love Fire Emblem Three Houses. Some of my favorite games of all time. But without further ado, that's all the time we have left for this episode of the Single Player Experience Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Definitely, if you're on YouTube, give it a like and follow. If you're on all the favorite like platforms as far as like podcast platforms definitely leave a review it helps uh helps the channel grow as well as lets me know that i'm doing a good job so thank you maori thank you jennifer Jen- yeah ah i got tongue-tied i almost got tongue-tied at the end that's crazy all right lady ladies we're going to take a second beat we're going to rewind it back jenny th- maori thank you so much for being on the show it's been wonderful having y'all without further ado bye-bye everyone peace out Bye-bye. Thank you so much for having us. It was so fun. Thank y'all. Bye, everyone. Bye. So that's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out and thank you to Mari and Jenny from Misty Mountain Studios for being on the show today. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the single player experience discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace.